The Adventures of an NYC Dance Teacher. I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. That being said, let's get to today's topic. Choreographing for the camera, or film and television, mm-hmm. or social media, as it turns out these days. So, um... This is continuing our series of choreographing for different type of things that all mm-hmm. kind of fall under choreographers' jobs or things we can be choreographed for. Um, this is one of those things that I've never, I never set out to choreograph for film and television, even though it has happened. I've done tons of staging for commercials, mm-hmm. which I did this like ooh, back when I still lived in Georgia. And it would sometimes like, cause literally they would hire you to come on and it's usually like, you're there, you're paid for a full day, but you're literally there for a few hours. And it's literally just like, this is our set. The director knows what angles he wants, but we just need them to walk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I'm just telling them where to walk. Yeah. They're like, yeah. So like if ever you've seen a commercial where it's like a person walking through a party or like they're walking through an office, there will often be a on sta- uh, onset choreographer to talk you through all that stuff, mm-hmm. even though you're not making the decisions. The director's already made the decisions where you're walking to. Like, they typically just have someone on there to look at movement. Right. But, I mean, so, I mean, there were decent paychecks, so I didn't mind. But, and it also allowed me to be on set and kind of see a lot of this stuff um, of how it kind of, a lot of the extra stuff that happens behind the scenes. But it's one of those things of like, it is a very unique talent that that some choreographers don't have. I will say that's what the a difference between the kind of the other styles like choreographing for film is very different because your audience can look everywhere. There's yeah. no hidden spots well, when you're filming for working Yeah, so it, it you know, they're going to shoot from all different angles and then edit together what or shoot for you know various different angles that they want and edit mm-hmm. together what looks the best so you have to make sure that it always looks pristine from every single angle um dance choreographing for film and and television which includes commercials is um and we'll just such, say for camera for camera well well but here's here's my thing though that i was gonna say but is not to be confused with dance for camera which is uh, True. a completely different subgenre of True. dance of choreographing for film, and we can get into what dance or camera I is. See, I see your point. And dance or camera is a very, very uh, popular. Ter- what's um, a very um, what's that word when it's like a, it's like a trigger term. It's not a trigger. It's like a, it's like a hot. A fad, I guess. Oh no, I can't think of the word. Mm. Anyway, it's like it's like a hot term. Um, used in colleges, dancer camera, because usually you have yeah. to take like dancer camera courses and, yep. and create dancer camera pieces. Um, but yep. that is different than than dancing for film. We'll say film. Yes, we'll say film, because yes. I just wanted to catch all terms. Yes. And the, oh my God, so right, we good. can get to that later, but so, we're going to focus on dance dance for film and we'll talk about for most of the day, yeah. But so with dancing for a film, like the first thing is that like, so when you're initially creating the choreography, 
Maybe you have a meeting with your director beforehand. Maybe you don't. But the choreography will like you have to think of your choreography is going to be seen on 360. Mm -hmm. You do not know what angles you're going to be choreographed from. And that is very different than how we worked when we're on a stage, mm -hmm. you know, because something that's all that it's always so interesting to me is the angles that directors choose or cinematographers choose, because there have been times where literally it's like, I'm going to stand up. The, the camera's going to be directly above the mm -hmm. dancers. So I'm like, I haven't stood above them. I don't know what the choreography looks like up there, but you kind of, ha you have to know what's yeah. going to look like up there. It's also, um, if you are dancing or choreographing, it's usually done in sections. So it'll be yes. like, it'll be like, okay, they're going to teach you these eight to whatever, however many counts. Um, and that's section one. That's, yep. and then you'll learn section two. Mm -hmm. And it's not like going in and learning a fluid piece. No. That just moves for, which would you would do in concert dance or theater. Yeah. I've, because it is very much like, this is takes place at this location, we're doing X, Y, and Z, or this is gonna be in one shot. So you also have to deal with how many Takes. how many shots not even takes but the shot, the shot of right so like you could have like five takes of the same shot but each location or each time you have to move set pieces around or stuff that's a different shot and so therefore when you even learn the choreography it's very much like this is section one this is section two mm -hmm. this is section three and then sometimes it'll also be like okay so you'll rehearse in a studio and yeah. it'll be like, okay, so section one is going to be version A or version B. B. And once they're usually, you get to set right, and find exactly. out what's going to happen. And they're usually similar, but might have a couple of differences. And it'll be once you get to set and see what the deal is, you go, okay, we're doing version B. Or, yeah, you know. because so that's the first thing. When it, you're creating the choreography, because like I said, I've done two, um, two videos myself, and it's all in you're choreographing in sections there are no transitions yes you just don't you don't choreograph transitions no. they're completely useless so you don't wait don't waste your time choreographing transitions but as you're doing so literally with me and my director we did a shot list mm -hmm. of the shots that she wanted and then well i created choreo and then she's like these are the shots that i wanted and so i had to sync up choreography two shots mm -hmm. and then we started talking about angles and takes within that shot of how many we wanted to do of each and there were a couple we didn't even have enough of when we were going back to editing, but that's a different story. But as you're doing shot for shot, you kind of have, again, you have to know everything you want, everything that's going to happen, plan A, plan B, and then you have to add in your, where, where your set location is. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, it's one of those things of, I've done an indoor shoot and I've done an outdoor shoot. I do prefer outdoor shoots, but again, like, it's raining here yeah. in New York. You have no control over that, you know, or I've had some friends do some night shoots where they're like lighting with night shoots or early morning shoots or, you know, or working around, you know, crowds and like zoning people off and things right. of that sort. Those are all things you have to take into account as you're working on these, as you're working on these projects. Because it's all like, for some reason, people love shooting on top of roofs. And, oh yeah, it's and a it's thing always like right now. It's a fad. It's it hasn't for a while, but like 
they're never fun. Like the the technicality of shooting on a roof is never fun. You're dealing with yeah. wind factors, yeah. the temperature change. It's typically always wet on roofs. Like yeah. There's always, so like dancing on them, like set is just yeah. a whole nother beast and monster. Also, you're typically not in the greatest clothes or the warmest clothes or the coolest clothes yep. when you're shooting these things. So it's like all of that has to be taken into account by you, the choreographer, as you're working with your dancers. Mm -hmm. Because they're gonna look to you to be like, oh, I'm wearing this, or can I do this triple turn? Mm -hmm. The grass is super, super wet. Is that going to be an option? And then you have to be like, oh, but this is what we want. Well, and that's like the thing too, is so like, you'll usually have, you know, the director of the film, whichever, you know, whatever that may mean, what type of film it is, but you'll also have the DP. Mm -hmm. the director of photography and the director of photography has a lot a lot of say in how the pro the final product looks they have a mm -hmm. lot of say in how the movie it looks or the tv show looks or the commercial or whatever it may be and so they're going to go in they you know they go to set and they scope out the shots and they mm -hmm. and they talk with the director and the dp is going to be like this is what I want to do. My camera is going to go X, Y, and Z this way. And there is no like, okay, but like what I would really love for my dancers. No, 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 no. At that point in time, the DP holds the highest position. And they've already, that's the thing. They've already made the call. So yeah. you as the choreographer has now got to fit that into what they want. Where, and, it, and you may, and the thing that I've learned, because me, me and, um, I guess Bia probably fell under DP or DP director because we mm -hmm. kind of both co-directed, but DP is probably solidly what she fell under. Mm -hmm. There was a move, there was a circular move that she, that we'd done or like the choreography went in a circle. She's like, yeah, but I want close up shots. I need them to do the move without the other people there. Yes. So we had to remove dancers. So like this whole section, which is really was like four or five dance, four or six dancers. We had to remove them and only zoom in on just one on like faces. So it looks super weird to be doing that choreography out of context. Luckily I taught all the choreo facing a mirror so that, and I was like, and we'll alternate it and twist it when we get there. But like I taught it separately in a studio. So it was easy for me to manipulate it how we needed it. Right. But that's just one of those things of where you kind of have to be, you have to be flexible with what you're doing. You also have to understand the choreography well enough as both choreographer and as dancer, because you're going to do the choreography a billion times. And a that's, billion that's times. the thing too. You're going to do it a billion times. And then in, um, in an instance like what happened with our friend Bia going, I need a, a close-up shot, so we need to remove some of the dancers. Um, you, at the end of the day, those shots are being edited together. Yep. Um, and so the way that the choreography looked when everyone was in the shot needs to look exactly, exactly the, the same. same. You yep. need to be in the exact same position as you were for the close as you are for the close up because continuity is a big deal continuity is making sure that everything is the same that's like also when if you were on a production that takes place over multiple days so when i was in college those are hard those are when so I was hard in college, to I, um, I danced in an, in an independent film and i remember you know continuity is as little as like we had shot one night and i had earrings in 
-hmm. And I have really, really, really sensitive ears and the earrings were cheap plastic. And I gave them back to wardrobe, obviously. I went to bed, we came back the next day, the next night to get ready and my, my holes had closed because my ears are that sensitive. I had to have them re-pierced when I was younger. It's a whole thing. So they had to, you know, one of the wardrobe's assistants, like they had to like do the whole, like sterilize a, sterilize a needle, ru yep. like rubbing alcohol, light a match and poke the hole back through because we had already shot some of the scene mm -hmm. that took place. And in all that it takes same is thing. one close up on your face that, where they see those earrings yep. and then they're magically That's gone. That's it. It has nope. to, your makeup has to look exactly the same. Your hair has to look exactly hair, the same. I've been that one having to yell about like the ponytail was on the top of your head and it has to yep. stay there. And then you <laughs> also have things where like you may have shot the specific, or the specific um, shots in the scene. You may have a shot night one and then you go back night two or day two and they're like, okay, so we're going to do a close up now mm -hmm. or we're going to do a further pan out or we want to do it one more time because of whatever it may be. And your choreography, your dancing has to match exactly as it did the night before. And it's one of those things of like, as a choreographer, you've got to know, you've got to know it so well that when something's off, you can make on the spot, very quick adjustments because, and I went through this when we, uh, uh, the last video I did, we were, it was a lot of like wide shots, close shots that we edited back and forth through to get close up on faces and like, uh, some of the specific arm movements and things like that. But the thing that always was the thing that was so difficult for us was that like, we weren't sure when we were gonna do tight on faces and further away right. in the process of shooting. Right. We knew that we that was an overall goal when we got to editing, but it was literally one of those things of when we started editing, it would literally be like, I don't know if we have enough takes of this. I don't know if we have enough shots of this. I don't know if we have enough of this. Oh, we do have enough of this. Oh, we need to kind of go in closer in there. Their arms are not synced up. This take is completely thrown out and that's, that's the part that it literally is, is the difficult and frustrating part is if takes have to get thrown out because of something that the dancers did, mm -hmm. those dancers don't book often. Yeah. <laughs> Cause because you, time, time is money. Time, time is money we, and shots is money. Cause let's be like, yeah, the projects I done myself, those were all independent. And so they, the budget for those were not exceeding billions of dollars, but I've worked on some of the high end stuff where literally to set up one shot. Yeah. <laughs> Crew alone, your 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 budget, your budget can eat up with crew and union hours alone. So you can shell out. I think, like I've most re I've worked on a TV show most recently, and the budget for like one day of just having the full crew of seventy five people, and that's a small crew, of seventy five smaller ish crew, of seventy five people. I think we ran up to like I think we were at like. 65,000 just for that day. Yeah. It's a, so it's, like, it's a lot of money. So to waste a shot because a dancer's right. arm is not in the right spot, you know, for a take, it just, it creates a lot of, it, it can create yeah. a lot of issues that don't. And it's, it's hard well because obviously <laughs> when you are dancing in a theatrical production or concert dance or choreographing for it, you want it to look the same, especially if it's a multi week, day, month, whatever oh, yeah. run or a piece that is done often in travels, of course you want it to look exactly the same. But if something were not to be perfect, it's okay. We're all, we all as dancers, excuse me, 
excuse me, we all as dancers know how to make it work and work oh, yeah. around it. But when you're doing, when you're dancing for film, you have to be so hyper aware of everything going on because it's not, it's not something where you can be like, oh, well, tomorrow I'll like, I'll make sure that doesn't happen again. Or like, I know the dancers got my back because that's not what the DP asked for. No. So and there is none of that. Or something I was thinking about is just lighting. Like I know mm -hmm. that was, that's also a big huge thing of like, because your arm was in, you know, like you had your index finger sticking out more than your middle finger. Mm -hmm. So the shadow fell a certain way, which created an image on the ground that the, you know, the DP mm -hmm. really wanted to get. Mm -hmm. And so they're filming the ground, not even filming you, you may or may not know. And then you come back later and you're, this time you have your pinky out more than your index finger. Well, and so now it's like, no, 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 you have to go back. How was your, how were you holding right. your hand before? And it's also, it's also yeah. like, um, in terms of lighting, even on indoor shoots, if you're in an indoor oh, shoot yeah. that has a lot of windows, but yep. specifically if you're outside, like I said, so if you're in, if you're indoors in a place that has a lot of natural light, mm -hmm. or especially if you're outside, you have limited hours to get this shot done because it, it is dependent on natural light, how it's cast coming in through a window or just you being outside. Whether it's nighttime and you better finish before sunrise or it's dusk and you gotta finish before it goes down or it's the middle of the afternoon and you you can't, that, that sun cannot move we, from high noon. Literally, Whatever. that's what we went through the last project I worked on is like we started shooting early in the morning and literally B was like, we've gotta be done by like 11.30. Cause the light. Cause the sun yeah. will be in a totally different spot. And, that, and like, then when crap. you go back, when you go back to edit, it's not, the continuity is dead. And so the thing is, if you're a choreographer who choreographs something that is then not translating to film or you're dancing and you just can't get it, it is again, time is money. No one's got time to waste for you to all of a sudden you're doing a night shoot and the sun's coming up and you haven't gotten that shot. That's a problem. Oh yeah, because then you're caught. And, and you can't just be like, oh, okay, well, we'll just do one more. The sun's up now. Now the you're sun's caught. Up, so you're, that shoot's you're done. done. That day is done. Yeah. So then you have to come into the question of, another shoot day right and this is something that i've run into working on the tv show that i've been working on lately is that like people have people book jobs to pay bills yep. so like if you surprise here's another shoot day you don't know who's going to be available for the next shoot day so scheduling becomes mm -hmm. a massive problem because it's not like all of a sudden oh we didn't get it We'll just come back tomorrow, unless you're in the same location where you're like, oh, well, we kind of built in an extra hour. Or an extra could, day. Or sometimes or you can build in an extra you day. Can. But a lot of times it'll be like, we'll have to do it, but we're going to have to do it next week at the end of this week because we already are on a schedule and tomorrow's schedule, we're at X, Y, and Z location. Yep. And like I said, you also sometimes have you have to pay, pay for these locations. I was just going to say, you have to pay for locations. And so when you're paying for these locations, like, and also just and the locations, that. if it's, if it's, if it's outside or a public area, these locations have permit hours Yes. that you have to pay yes. for and apply for. And it's one, it's also one of those things of like your, you also just have X amount of time to get a shot period yeah and grant the windows will often be like four to six hours yeah I, but that's also including you know hopefully if you're doing it right and you have smart people setup time how long is your setup time mm -hmm. how long you know like when you know like it's one of those things of like 
when is your call time, when is go. And because film, film has a lot of rules, especially crew, especially yes. whatever whatever union crew falls under. Because you you could even have a project that's like a non-union quote-unquote project where the dancers, the actors, the choreographers, whoever are non-union, but usually they'll still hire in union crew mm -hmm. to make sure the job is done correctly. And union crew hours are very nitpicky uh, and very specific. We lit Again, the show that I just got done working on where it was one of those things of like, lunch was going to be late by five minutes. And literally my boss was like, guys, that cannot happen. Yeah. She's like, we have a, she's like, most of the crew, I know them. I, this is not my like first they'll, project. Like, they'll be like, they'll be fine. like, fine. Like, she's like, they'll like, we'll get our sodas and go sit down and then the food will be ready. But literally she was like, but if someone is just in a cranky mood, we can get in so much trouble yep. and we can get fined for having their food be five minutes late. It's true though. You know, it's one of those things of like when you work, X amount of hours you have to do X amount of things. Like right. you're just, it's very and so like minute. And specific. with that being said, <laughs> you're not going to be like, oh, okay, we have four hours for this shoot. Oh, but the crew, you can come like two hours early to set up. Nah, they are showing up at the same time you are. They literally, it's like crew is in at this time. Usually there may be like a 30 minute window where they get there before. We're usually like glam, like hair, makeup, the costume. Right, and they'll be in 30 minutes up. before you. And so by the time you walk in, you can immediately start it and get cranked out. Exactly. And then you're ready to go. But they're not about to like show up an hour or two hours early to set up so that you can gain more time for that. And also, you, the, uh, the other thing that I, dancers don't think about is that like, these shoot, shoot days are often very long mm -hmm. and they're often at weird times. Like I said, yep. you're either up very early in the morning or you're out very late at night. You have to stay warm the entire yep. time, even when they're not using you yep. because it will very quick. I know for me, it always goes from very quickly of like, we're doing these shots, we're using this group, cool. I need the next set of dancers over here setting up, cool, and we're going. So like, you may literally be like in a park stretching on this middle of the street yep. stretching, you know? Yeah, it's true. We've gone through that a lot of times with the commercials and stuff where it's like literally we'll be on a, sh a busy street corner that we've blocked off, but literally dancers are like up against the side of a building stretching being like, I have to do a full tour you right. know, like in five seconds, the minute they come over here and we're going. And so if you're not warm while you're doing all of this, like you're just caught in that giant crazy circle of not knowing what, like, there is no time for you to warm up once you get to set. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. There, you can do, you know, like a few finishing stretches, but that's on you as the dancer to wake up in enough time to stretch and know mm -hmm. your body is warm enough to do what is asked of yes. you. Yes, because like you just said, it'll usually be, you'll get there, you'll have a call time, you show up at the call time, and for half an hour or whatever the call time is, you have X amount of time to get into costume, hair and makeup, uh -huh. and then you walk over to set and you begin shooting. So there's no like a warm up class or 15 minute nope. stretch period no. because your call time is you're doing the work and if that's you're it. you're there, we're paying you. So we don't want to pay you to warm up. We want to pay you to dance. Right. And so there's just not like that window is often gets very iffy, especially typically with younger, younger dancers that are learning the industry is that they think they can get to set and then still yeah. 
and start their warm up. It's one thing if you're just continuing your warm up that you already did at your house or that you know that right you, or like you're already in hair and makeup and you're just like we're waiting to start the shoot. So you're kind of standing in your spot, just like still doing some like little plies and stuff oh, yeah. in your spot. That's and there's fine. there's also a lot of waiting that happens when you're when you are doing these simply because you may not be the dancers that they need or like yeah. I know the thing for me when we're doing close up shots. I don't particularly care if everyone else does it, you know, or yep. maybe I need you to do it in the distance, way in the back. So, you know, it's one of those things of like, you may just literally be standing there and waiting, but you still have to be warm enough to, to be ready to go, you know, to make it work and to be warm. So I want to talk about then, um, cause I feel like we've talked a lot about the process of it and kind mm -hmm. of what it looks like, but actually the physical act of doing the choreography and the, therefore choreographing for a film and kind of what that looks like because it is very different than choreographing for theatrical or um, concert. To me, it makes it, for the one thing I would say, it always makes me feel like no one can tell me anything about my body that I don't already know. Mm. Because when you're doing it for film, you have to do it so stamina. First of all, you need wonderful stamina to do it because you have to go. I always look at this when I see hip hop videos and I, when I'm training or working with people that be like, I want to go into the hip hop or, you know, industry or whatever, or any commercial dance industry. And it's like, yeah, but like you went, you went hard or you gave it all your energy one time and then you were done after that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not going to work for any, any we got industry. we got four hours of this really i was like we got four hours and then we go to the next set to yep. do this again to do yep. this piece of the choreography yep. you know like it or a prime example always look at missy elliott's videos like they always have set multiple different sets but like insane amount of dancers and it's just like you you just need pure stamina mm -hmm. to get through such long shoots with the high intensity energy consistently. Yeah. You know, and for for me as a dancer, I've learned consistency for myself through working with film. And yes, theater has its consistencies, but like it's like we were saying, if my arms at 40 degrees one day and 45 degrees the next day, I could probably, you know, I can get away with that without getting with maybe without getting a note from, you know, the dance captain or the choreographer or the rehearsal assistant. Mm -hmm. But in film, you can't do that. That 45 degree angle, that five degree difference stands out, you know, and I would say that's anything for film. Everything on film is caught. There yeah. is no hiding anything on film. Mm -mm. So we as dan dancers for film have got to be closer to perfect or yeah. consistent at the absolute well, very that's best. that's what it is is the consistency has to be almost perfect because again when you go into these rehearsals they're usually very quick rehearsals yep. you're taught in sections mm -hmm. and you need to remember because whatever whichever sequence of sections you're taught in rehearsal is not what usually is not how they're going to be filmed. <laughs> It'll be, oh, well, we already have the camera set up over here, or I want to start here because of the lighting, because of the, whatever the, whatever the reason may be. And you have to know, okay, we're doing section three. You have to know exactly what that means. Yep. Um, the other thing I've realized in terms of like, you have to um, pick your, chore your, your choreography, your actual movement wisely. Yes. So um, I think that, you know, you're able to, in terms of dance for film, so you're, when you're putting dance on film 
for like film festival type situations, when you mm -hmm. have music videos, you're able to do more. You're able to do more extensive dancing and you're able to, because yes. you're really, that's the sole focus and purpose mm -hmm. of those. I think with film and television, movies and television, a lot of the times you'll have like these, you know, movies or TV shows you'll see and like, they'll be at the club and whether you know it or not, even if they're not, they'll have the, they'll have the cheesy ones where everyone's synchronized. That's yeah, obviously been choreographed, but even numbers where, um, they're not synchronized and it's just like a couple or a person dancing in a club and the people around them are like dancing at the club and it looks very normal, quote unquote, mm -hmm. that's been choreographed. It has to be. That's been placed and choreographed. It has to be, or it's not, or it's going to end up not looking legitimate. But so a lot of times, like, you'll, it has to be simpler movement because it also has to be movement that works for the camera and the yeah. different camera angles. So I remember, like, like, I did this film when I was in college, and I was like, oh, none of this is, like, that hard. But it's because the way the camera's maneuvering, that's what it wants it to look like. So then when you go back and you would watch it on on film, you're like, oh wow, that actually looks really cool. Meanwhile, you know, 20 year old Danielle was like, this isn't even that hard, but it's like, it's because you need to think of the picture of how it works within, um, within the camera. And even when you're doing music videos and dance for film, it's still- There's a level of- There's, yeah, you still have a level of, it, it has to really work- re One recreatability. Yes. One, just because like what you're doing in this video will be performed on stages at concerts after the fact. Right. Also, you want the kids, the generations and people to do the dances as well. Right. So they have to, there has to be a level of this choreo can be recreated. Yeah. One. Two, really, really, really fast movement. Like that's the thing about it. It's not It may appear fast on, on screen. Right. But you can speed things up and slow things exactly. down in post. So in reality, it's probably not that fast that you're doing it. So a lot of times it is very simplistic moves that you like, uh, what music video was it? It was some music video. I can't remember. But it looks, I just remember my students being like, it's so fast. And I'm like, nah. No, it was definitely that was sped up, up in post. Because that it's also easier and, and you're able to get a perfect Oh yeah. Look oh, to, yeah. to do it in post. Then if you try to have the dancers all make sure every single time you, you film this shot, it looks perfect. Nope. You do it. You do it at normal speed and then you speed it up in post. So yes. when you're actually choreographing for film, thinking about how is it affecting the simpler, the camera, it needs to be a little bit simpler. Um, in a bigger budget thing, you'll have a DP who's literally like, this is how the camera's moving. So it might be yeah. like, you know, when we, when we shoot this, when we go to do X, Y, and Z shot, the camera is going to be moving it through the middle of the dancer. So nobody can be swinging their arms anywhere, their body anywhere. Or so it's, it's really, it has to do a lot with the actual camera and not as much with about the dance technique and the, yep. um, the level of, um, the level of, um, dancing in terms of like what's what would be considered like challenging oh yeah and that's always i'm learning that that's off that's often been the i don't want to say the sad part but for for me it's always kind of been why commercial dance specifically the hip-hop typically why i've only had so so love for it or i shouldn't say so so love for it mm -hmm. i love choreographing for it 
dancing for it, I've always just kind of been like, meh. Because you don't feel as challenged. Because it is, it, and I've had several girl, several of my uh, female students here in the city have done a couple professional gigs, and they're literally like, they're like, one, they're either like, I'm shaking my butt a lot, and I'm like, uh, yes. And then, even when they're like, I'm not shaking my butt up, they're like, the choreo is so easy. I've done harder stuff in hip hop classes that I've taken. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. Li- live live dance, it's, it's harder. It's, it's harder because it can be. And I will right. even go so far as to say that like, so you think you can dance? I push that more towards film. America's Best Dance Crew and World of Dance, particularly the larger group numbers, I would push that closer to like dancing for camera. Yes. Because they do typically put in more intricate and more complicated choreography. Well, and I also think that that's, it's, it's, and, I, talking, and that's purely because about, talk, they know they're going to tour as a concert. Right. Show. And that's the other thing, like talking about a show like So You Think You Can Dance or, um, World of Dance. World of Dance, or when we have like America's Best Dance crew, even uh, Dancing yeah, with the Stars. I myself. You guys might not even know. Um, <laughs> yeah, all of those. That's a little bit different because those are like talent shows that are being filmed. And, it, and yes. it, in a lot of those, yes. it's not like, okay, we're going to redo this take. We're going to take this again. No. We're going to redo this scene. It's being recorded live because the whole point is it's a, excuse me, it's a competition. Yeah. So that's when it's always like a little bit, yeah. When you, when you talk about those, it's 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 a little different. They of course are still thinking, especially now. I haven't watched that. You think you can dance in a while, but I think Same. these days, I think like way back when, when it first started, it was straight up like we're recording it live. It is what it is. Whatever. I do think that the bits and pieces I've seen are a little more so now. Like oh, we're they're doing more with the camera. It's not a straight shot now it's like they have mm-hmm. all these cool camera motions and i'm sure choreographers are thinking when they're creating the the dances like okay like they want to hang a, a camera from the ceiling for this piece and we're going to put it on tv so that that's going to yeah. change the way you choreograph then but i also think that that's been an involved that's that's been in, uh, evolved from what oh, yeah. it originally like, was set out originally, to do even uh so world dance is the television show it's new the World of Dance competition is not new. Yeah. It has existed for, I cannot tell you how many years. Um, and they have World of Dance around the world. Um, I've had competition teams compete in World of Dance New Jersey. Right. Because they no longer have New York because the crowds got too crazy and people start fighting. So they cancel New York and so they make everyone go out to Jersey. Because at the Jersey location, one, only they, it's or, people that aren't dancing don't ever show up, you know, like, or related to the dancers don't ever show up because it's so far for us mm-hmm. here in the city. And also it's just a bigger venue that they can control where crowds are moving and things like that for New York anyway. But there's Water Dance LA, there's Water Dance London, there's right. the Atlanta. Right. There's but so they decided the to place. put it on TV. So they just decided to film it. But one thing that World of Dance has always done is they've always done three shoots. Three, uh, three different camera angles. Yes. They always do a wide shot from the back of the house so they can see the entire stage. Mm-hmm. They always do a front row shot. And then they always, uh, um, the third one is a close-up panned one that can be edited together. So there's always, you know, and it comes later, the version that's edited of all three, but then you can always go online and watch the wide shot or the front, or, you know, or the fr- uh, front row shot of all of these different dances. 
And so I think that, again, I think I'm with Danielle, it's been an evolved thing of where you, with the world of dance, you're thinking about the judges, where the judges table is sitting and they're sitting in the middle of the mm-hmm. room. And now that it's kind of transitioned into film, you know, on television, now they're kind of slightly thinking and being about, you know, the camera is going to be directly above us mm-hmm. or they are going to film us from behind or like what world of dance world of dance has a completely round stage. So that's also been, you know, it plays yeah. to the front, but that's also an adjustment of your tricks and things can't be hidden from behind, you know, or prepping for stunts can't right. be hidden from behind. Right. That's what we didn't talk about stunts on cameras. So there's all safety people. So when you do, when you do stunts or, you know, particular like lifts, not lifts so much, but stunts for film and television, you often do have to have like a EMT or a site medic mm-hmm. on set, which happens like when you do cheerleading competitions or competition dance in general, just because some, it's so easy for them to twist the ankle and right. things like that. Dance, dance for film or dancing, dancing for film and television. Yeah. Is the exact same thing. You have to have a person like that around just because of union laws. Yep. Um, and you have to be consistent. That's why I don't particularly like doing stunts for dance or film because you've got to be consistent right. with your well, flips. And it's your also, backtacks. right, because you're going to have to do it more than once. Yep. And if it's not, if your arms are not in the same place, but it's also then it, that's the, that's the magic and the beauty of film is yes. you don't have to. And that's, I think when a lot of people who try to start out in the film industry and dancing, like you don't have to have all those stunts because in post, in post-production, if you, if you shoot the dance in multiple different ang- camera mm-hmm. angles and you go into post and you can edit and splice things together you can make that dance look so awesome that you don't need there to be a flip that you've now had to shoot three takes on yep. and you know someone could get hurt or it could not look the same or it could there are just so many things that could go wrong where like use the magic of the camera oh yeah to make it look really cool which brings us into, we've been saying this word the whole time, and we keep saying post, but it stands for post-production. So after the dancers have gone and you're done sh- filming anything, the typically, is not really a DP, it would be the director, sometimes the choreographer, depending on what type of film project it is, um, and the editor mm-hmm. go into a room and they look at hours upon hours shot of all the footage by that was shot. taken. Frame by frame. Frame by frame. You and this slice, is- you're splicing things together. You're throwing things out. You, and that's when a lot of like, you might hear of the word, um, especially if you kind of work in or, or are involved in um, just like the performing arts or the entertainment industry, you might, you'll hear the word reshoots. And this is when Ooh. reshoots happen because the editor and the director and the choreographer, whoever it is with the editor, the senior editor and the editing Mm -hmm. team are sitting in a room going frame by frame and they go shit there's a crew person there's a crew person in the background of this great shot we have to do reshoots and a lot of times reshoots won't happen until if it's a big budget project reshoots usually won't happen until like multiple weeks or months after And and let's be clear reshoots for dance videos for uh, music videos are very rare. Yeah. There's not a lot of time. Yeah, and there's no money to go into and all these right, And there's this a is, lot of money. And that's why so a lot of... So this film it for 
movies and television shows that have dance sequences or a lot of dance, you'll get reshoots, but it's one of those things of like, the production schedule's already set. So they're filming, they're filming, they're filming, and, and then, then the editor's like, hey, we need to do reshoots for episode nine right. that we shot three months ago. We don't have what we need, and that's going to air in like X amount of So it'll be like weeks, a very, weeks. it'll be a very quick thing. Fly and done. Um, Remember this choreo? We need you to do it again perfectly, because we yeah. don't have the takes that we need. Yeah. They, um, what was I, what was I just going to say? Um, is something about reshoots? Anyway, it's lost on me. Um, <laughs> but like, that is something that, um, an extra step that goes into, oh yeah, into being a choreographer and working and on And you have to know, it, and the thing with post-production that I have learned is that like, they're not kidding when you say frame by frame. Oh yeah. Because I, it's basically sitting in front of the camera and watching them tap frame through each individual frame of everything. Make and sure everything like, looks perfect. Cool, let's watch this segment through before we cut or edit something that's like, that looks weird. I don't want to use that. Mm -hmm. We have to use this take. And like I said, the nothing is, I've just been there where, you know, the editor's like, this does not work or this mm -hmm. shot looks bad. Re we can't use it. I have nothing for this whole reshoots, section of music. Reshoots also take place, um, and this is kind of getting off the topic of, of dance and choreography. Eh, I mean, maybe not, but I think a little off the topic. Reshoots also take place where if you are involved in a high budget or higher budget um, movie, or TV show that has you usually already been picked up by a network. Sometimes not, but it's it's already got a ton of money and people behind it. You have test screenings where yes. certain people from the everyday public life are pooled into a movie theater and they get to watch the film, the episode or the movie for free. And then they have to fill out a form and go through this survey list. And then they get that survey back and they go, shit. This actor got a terrible score. They are not reading on camera. Yep. Like they read terrible with the viewers and the viewers are like your general public. Mm -hmm. So they will go back and they will reshoot those scenes with a new actor. Keeping That's, everything, oh God, yeah. which is when it can affect dancers and choreographers because if it is a movie or TV show that involves choreography, Again, dance doubles. That's where again, this I'll get into that. Let, me, dance let me let me also preface this by being choreographers, like Tony was saying earlier in the episode, choreographers are not just used for actual big synchronized dance nope. numbers or oh staging. It, you we know, for staging they're straight a lot. up used for staging. Um mm -hmm. we're at a club where um they're dancing weird this, it's always like they don't the director never gives you clear direction yeah, as to what it, they're just they're dancing weird in the background go um, fix that and you're like okay there's a um you know it, it's teenage girls that are at a slumber party and two of them get up and they do this like synchronized thing that lasts five seconds choreographer did that yep. someone got paid to come in and do yep. that um that all falls under a choreographer's job. And a lot of times when you're choreographing for film and TV, it's not these elaborate dances, it's no. walking patterns. Yep. It's little tiny, like funny, oh, it's, a, it's a, we're in high school and someone does this cute little handshake hip thing. Choreographer did that. Uh, Truman Show, when he's like walking down the street and everyone, it's like synchronized movement of everyone like turning and look away, looking away from him. Yeah. And like just synchronized movements. A choreographer was brought in on that to just be like, 
and five, six, seven, eight, switch. You know, right. like things like that. Right. Like the that's director, what choreographer. No, that's a choreographer. So if to you're do it. if you get stuck in a test screening where you're just a background dancer, or you're the choreographer that just choreographed these background dancers, and the the actor does not test well, y'all are going back to work yep. with some new actor. Yep. And that shit gets cranked out. Like there was that movie that came out, this has nothing to do with dance, but for an example of how quick the turnaround is, that movie, um, um, something about like a millionaire, it was like the story, it took place, it was like a based on a true story where like the, the billionaire's like grandson got kidnapped and then the billionaire had to like, um, had to like pay oh, the ransom. Like it was like the last man standing. Something like that. Yeah. Was yeah. the last man's name or something like that. Anyway, it was something like. I'll try to look it up. Anyway, but it was supposed to be. Um, was it Kevin Spacey? Ooh, could be before the world hated him. I don't remember. It was someone. Someone was. Um, was already doing that movie. They had shot the entire movie. Oh, oh, oh. Who I feel was like, no, it? it? Yeah, so, backstory. Like, the the movie was done. It go completely done. The movie was They'd completely done. they done the test screenings. Done. Had a release date. Yeah, like, it was like commercials had air, and then it was like, we're changing this person. So they had to, like, reshoot basically the whole movie? They Thankfully, oh. this character, the grandfather character, was only in, like, six or seven scenes out of the entire two-hour movie. But, but they had to bring lot. everyone back, back in and do reshoot. this reshoot. And so Because like, they ended up having to basically, quote-unquote, fire this actor because it was some sort of sex scandal or something. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to try to look it up, but let's yeah, go back it's, to it's, dance. But no, My, but I mean, the, I think the replacing of people is still a thing because I also want to talk about, like, body doubles. Yes. That's always a thing that we're, especially in a lot of the dance movies, they'll get someone, well, back in the 90s and early 2000s, they would all, it would just straight up be a full-on dance double where, like, the actress yep. could not dance at all. Yep. And they would be like, here she is, doing all this, in, you know, insanely technical ballet stuff. And it's like, this person ain't, like, has worn a leotard once in their life. Yep. Nowadays, you'll typically get someone. You'll we'll kind of get like a black swan, where like I was that just person say that has reference. some training yep. in dance, and so if you were, you know, you can do a wide shot where you can see them do, you know, like Kira Knightley can do. She can probably do an across the floor and not look terrible, or you know, a basic partner right. section and not look terrible because she herself has training. We actually know where she trained at because um, me and Danielle worked there before. Yeah. Um, but no, sorry, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Sorry, not Kira. Like, Natalie, Portman. Uh, Natalie yeah. Portman. Yeah, she she grew up dancing. She grew up going to dance class. She trained extensively for the role. So yeah, right. she does all the wide shots. So she does all looks of perfectly them in fine. The movie. But then there are certain like I. First of all, she's a lefty. She's a lefty on fuertes. So we know that ain't her. Because lefties on fuertes, that ain't that ain't everybody's forte. Um, oh, sorry. Really quick, all the money in the world was the movie I was talking about, and it was. It was Kevin Spacey, then the whole scandal came out, mm. so they took him out, and they had to do reshoots. Continue, sorry. Uh, I knew, I was pretty sure it was Kevin Spacey. I was that's like, what I thought, too. I was like, it's the world started yeah. hating him, and that's when they shift, shifted it. But with the body, with a dance double for film, literally, like, you have to be the same body type as the actress or actors that they've chosen, 
and you have yep. to dance similarly to them. Yeah. And here's the thing about it. In a, it would make sense in a perfect world if I'm casting a ballet movie and I have, um, let's pick a random somebody. I don't know. I have a, a Kardashian and, you know, I dance double for them in this ballet movie. It would make sense to have the Kardashian dance like the ballet person. But the ballet dancer is not the famous person. Right. The ballet dancer has to be convincingly enough to look like the Kardashian yeah. and similar movements. And so that is, that borderline is on like dancers having to be able to act, which I think is an important thing. But it's one of those things of like, they always make you dance similar to the big name. Yeah. And so like with, with the situation with like Black Swan, I know that um, all the wide shots, I think Mila Kunis did all of her wide yep, shots too. She, she too she trained, too, in, like, ballet, trained like, in ballet growing up and extensively. Yeah, like, yeah. And they child. both like went back to dance before this movie started going mm -hmm. into rehearsals. Um, but I think that they both did, they both did all their wide shots, but then there, there's, especially in Black Swan, there are a couple of very specific scenes that are just feet, that are just zoomed in on feet and it's very technical. Um, that's not Natalie Portman. That's her. That's with ballet, her double. you can't fake feet. Right, and it's like, and the whole <laughs> so. point, the whole point of the scene is to see the technicality of the feet. Mm -hmm. Those, those would be the body doubles. And so it's one of those, it's one of those things of where like you have to be. And this goes back into like body and image and things like that. You have to be consistent. So even like in the process of filming the movie and then it's like, cool, we're going to do reshoots several months later, because a lot of time, particularly with film, uh, with movies, reshoots are after the test screenings, like Danielle yep. said. Yeah. So like after they come back, they're like, cool, there's not enough technical ballet stuff in it. We need to do reshoots. Do you still look the same? Are your feet still in the same condition? Mm -hmm. Like things like that. And it's very on the they're fly. Only, very... Again, all of this costs money. They're only going to reshoot what they have to. If there are scenes and 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 oh, they won't the bring her back. They won't bring the big names back. No, they won't. They'll no. never bring the names. They don't the have big, to. They will never bring the big names back. And if there are scenes that have already been shot that work, but there's a couple of specific ones that need to be reshot. Yeah, it's got to be exactly the same mm -hmm. because it's got to match what's already done and gone through editing. And it's something can be simple as like, I think, uh, uh, don't ask me what dance movie this was, but it's like, they were doing it across the floor and like the ending, I could tell from the way that they edited, just knowing editing, that the end, they had to like edit in a better ending because it mm -hmm. didn't, I think it like possibly could have ended in a jump, but they wanted a turn. So like they just had to edit it and like they kind of, they use like a, the camera passing by like a column in the room to like adjust the editing for it. Right. But it's just one of those things of like, you've got to be, exceedingly consistent yeah and i think you should be consistent as a dancer in all mediums but in film that inconsistency there's just you some, don't book. There's some you just don't book yeah there's you don't book because you're costing you money you know? um so I, what are your feelings i do want to talk about the difference between um well i guess we can talk about that first so we talked we briefly said in the beginning of the episode mm -hmm. this is different than dance for camera which is oh, yes. a big word used in college. So what is dance too. for camera? Cause we won't do a whole episode on that, but what's no. a, what is dance for camera? So dancing for camera is not the same as dancing for film and television. It is typically one, possibly two cameras mm -hmm. placed in front of you. 
and you crank out the combo. It may not even be a full dance. It may just be like a class combo yep. that you learned that you've learned for a couple weeks or just for that workshop. A lot of the big um, big name choreographers. Uh, you will see them post on their Instagram or their YouTubes. The, that's dancing for the camera, where they just, yep. you know, you take class and someone's recording at the end of that class. There, I think it has its places and its usefulness. I think people get very caught up in thinking that that's the end all be all. And yeah. thinking that those skills can translate into dancing for film. So that's some can't, right. some can't. That's my thing too. Is like <laughs> when, especially if you go to a college or higher education program um, for dance, you'll usually have to take a course in dancer camera, and you'll uh -huh. have to choreograph and produce a dancer camera. I always hated it at my school because dancer camera is it's two things. Is you you like you just said you set up the camera and you're recording a combination that usually then you're putting out on social media or whatever, but it's not like we went through this whole thing of like scouting a location and getting a camera no. person. Like, no, 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 the camera doesn't move. It is also, um, dancer camera is also used to make um, things that you wouldn't typically think are dance become dance. Um, dancer camera, yes. especially in the college, in, in yes. the, the high academia world is very much so about how can you use inanimate objects or everyday life movements or certain scenarios to make it a quote unquote dance. Yep. Um, this week, which can be submitted. There are certain dance, there are dance for camera festivals. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are a lot of people who really love it. They'll do like, or they'll do like all this, like weird, like on the floor, rolling around and dancing and they'll film it. Um, I think that like you just said that, that unfortunately that does not translate necessarily or prepare you for wanting to dance or more so become a choreographer for film. Yeah. Um, and so I think that as we continue as the dance world continues to grow and evolve and become more popular to um, to the everyday public, I think that um, understanding that being able to do dance for camera work is not the same as being able to to choreograph for film. And it's I yes, because the big thing that I've learned is that like. I like the accessibility that, especially with a lot of the big name choreographers taking combos that they do in their classes and workshops all around the world. Not everyone has the money, access, means, or time to right. go to all of these workshops. So, like, because like I'm a big fan of like, I mean, the PYT Instagram. We follow several of the big name choreographers, and I constantly share their videos because they're like they're good, and they're very talented, and like me and Danielle share stuff from classes yeah, we teach absolutely. and things like that. But. But I'm not understanding that a, cl a class combo or doing a weird abstract abstract dance, yeah. you know, to like on your sofa is going to translate into, you know, a three camera shoot, you know, with, you know, directors and sets and things like that. Those skills are cultivated very differently. Yes. And the biggest difference is you're playing to in, in when you're dancing for camera, you get to play to the camera when you're dancing for film and television. That is not the case. Correct. You're yeah. Not, you don't get to play to the camera. So I've been in those. I, mm, I've watched those classes. I haven't taken those classes because I don't find merit in me taking them. Um, 
where they're like, you've got to play to the camera, you know, make sure the camera sees you, you know, or stand yeah. out. And it's like, having been a choreographer, I mean, like, I, if you're a good dancer, you're a good dancer. I'm going to see you regardless. Mm -hmm. And you going out of your way to like make love to the camera. My, well, my immediate response is we've done a whole episode on this. If you're under 18, I don't want to see you play sexual with the camera. Gross. If you're over 18, is that what we need for this video? Right. And that's always the thing that kills me is that like, you'll get a video that has nothing or a call or a, a, a dance film call that has nothing to do with sexuality whatsoever. And they'll be like, just weird references and things to that. And I'm just like, that's not, I it just, doesn't have to be that. I just also <laughs> think that dancer camera is completely separate. It is more, you have issues, like you have circumstances, not issues. You have circumstances like that. It also usually is more abstract, like we just said, and more quote unquote artistic. Yeah. And I think just realizing that there's nothing wrong with that. I personally don't love dance for camera. There, there are some things that I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool to put X, Y, and Z on film um and i think that when you start to I'm get smaller sexual person right but i think that the abstract that's just like a dancer camera is a separate genre and some people are really good at it and some people are not yeah. and just realizing that it's not the same like everything we talked about today has mostly been about dancing for film, film and not um and I just, I, and again, yeah. this is definitely a personal preference of me and Danielle's. Cause like with me, I just go to like, I am, I am a very conceptual person in general. And again, I'm a sucker for a good story. Yeah. And I'm sure me and Danielle have shared this. And so why dancing for film, I lean towards more because there can be conceptualized things. Yes. And even when the dancing isn't too hard, it can be done well, like to this day. And I'll probably try to share this video if I can find it again. One of my favorite conceptual videos is this guy broke up with his girlfriend and oh the um the crimea yeah oh that one it's on it's, youtube we'll put it on I'll find, i use it i use it to teach i love I it, it they're in a giant me. warehouse it's I, one yeah. guy and all the girls are in shades of blue these I long blue it, dresses i use it to teach um formations to my kids because yes. it's and again it's really the beautiful. formation it's it's really really brilliantly beautiful. choreographed yeah but it's it's just one of those it's one of those simple i shouldn't say simple but it's just it's such but a simple concept of being you, like, cry me a river, here's this right. giant dance. And even if you, um, <laughs> so. it's a, also a really, really good example if you're having trouble understanding what dance for film or anything we've talked about is, or you just want yes, to look more into it, mm -hmm. or if you want to, if you're starting to go down that road, it is a really fabulous example of, um, these dancers are, are clearly all professional dancers. They're, oh, yes. they're beautiful. But if you really look at the video minute by minute, section by section and break it down, it is not hard choreography. No, the choreography is but not something it that... Is, it is a fabulous use of formations and a fabulous use lines. of Ugh. lines and the camera. Yes, it is a fabulous a use, use of the camera. Of the, and and they're also, running. Like, they're just, he, part of the video, they're yeah. just running. So that, it's, like, that's it's a wonderful we, concept. The idea that we've talked about, about how usually the choreographer, choreography is um, more simple. This is a beautiful example of how that makes sense. And he has other videos, too, that are the same thing, where it's simple, simple choreography, but you are able to use that camera to, tell to it, make it look amazing. To tell a wonderful story. Yep. And you, again, using the camera to your advantage. Yes. And I, I think that would be the big advice I would give to anyone that's 
transitioning into, want to know more about, practice, you know, get your, take your phone, practice, figure out things like that to just start. But the camera should not be an enemy. The camera, the camera should not be something you have to work against. Work with it. Incorporate yeah. it into your choreography. You know, yes. like it's one of those things of like, what, like I, I'll do a lot of times, like um, I know when I was testing out a couple of my videos, I would take my camera and I would have my like friends mark through it, even like non-dancers, just mark through something. And I would move around the room, just catching different angles, being like, oh, this is what you see from behind. You know, like it's one yeah. of those things of like, when you rotate, you go, you do kind of go back to those like um, choreography basics that you learned when you took choreography, you know, in college, where it's like, rotate something, yeah. retrograde, reverse it. How yeah. does this look? You know, those things like, those do come into play a lot more when you are working with film because like the director will see the dir the director or dp has to see in multiple dimensions and angles mm -hmm. and things like that and a good dp will just do it naturally so you've got to think that way from beginning yeah choreography um so my final thing so do you uh, this personal preference and opinion do mm -hmm. you like to choreograph for film and or would you want to do more of it Yes, I, I'm torn. It, strong conceptual things, yes, because I actually have another film series. I'm gonna finish the first one at some point in my life, but I, I have a, a film series that's probably coming out in 2020. It's coming out in 2020. I know that it is already. Um, that like, and all of it is based off of strong concepts. So mm -hmm. I know I want to do more of that. So like, when it conceptualized dancing for film, I'm very much for. Um, there's a couple of artists or styles that I would love to see in a music video, but mm -hmm. like, it'll, I don't think it'll ever be my bread and butter. I'm always going to be a, a music theater concert dance mm -hmm. choreographer first. Yeah. You know, and so like if the right, it, it's one of those things, if the right artist ever rolled along was like, do some work for me, I would totally do it. You know, just to grow and see that aspect of my choreography, but like it's never... I don't know. I can't see that being my first. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think, I don't think it will be, you know, my first love. I, I love choreographing for theatrical purposes still first and foremost, and then moving into more concert work, but I would love to do more of it. Um, and I think more so I would love to do even just those little scenes in movies and TV series, like we talked about where it's, it's the walking patterns. It's the, we're at yeah, a, we're I at a club, um, you know, we're at a club dancing just to, for me, I think, um, just getting more experience as a choreographer being on a film set and yeah. gaining those connections. Um, I think that it's a very cool and different, experience and uh there's a lot of value in that um so i definitely want to choreograph a little more for for more film works but i think it would be a really cool experience to be able to be on a higher end movie or tv series doing some yeah. choreography work to a degree but we'll see yeah and that being said that rolls us right along to tip of the week mm -hmm. so this section is where we incorporate everything it can be an i love dance moment or it could be i love dance but i actually hate this part of it but this is just or it could just be a, a health and wellness tip for the week mm. um and my tip for the week is about professionalism and being on time mm -hmm. so i like i said i'm slowly getting into like my full crazy freelancer schedule and all over the place as my year 
continues trugging along and I actually was meeting my boss for a meeting with a principal about a full year program that they want to start and several shows that they want to book us for. And we were scheduled to meet at 12 and it got to like 12, 15 and we were all like laughing and catching up because we really hadn't seen my boss and the other artists. We all hadn't seen each other since the summer, really since before the summer. And as we were talking, she, we were like, well, she's taking a while. And she's like, well, the rule is 30 minutes. She's mm -hmm. like, I give everyone 30 minutes because she's like, that's a half hour TV show. Like you can lose time. She's like, yeah. you can lose track of, a, of really 15 minutes. She's like, but I give 30 minutes to be nice. She's like, after 30 minutes, I leave and I reschedule. Yeah. You know, Fair. she's like, it's just a courtesy, you know, and uh, another artist who unfortunately I don't think is going to be booking very much was very late to a call that she had by almost like two hours. And the she didn't think to message her boss until 30 minutes after she was supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And so here's the thing I will say as someone that I live in New York City, trains suck, I freelance all the time, so I'm running all over the city. I have learned they would rather have a heads up mm -hmm. and you show up on time. Like I will text if I know, if I'm, 10 minutes behind schedule of when I plan mm -hmm. to leave, I'll text me like, hey, running 10 minutes late. And, you know, maybe I can yeah. hop in a car or maybe the train's maybe even you out. Maybe show up on time. And I still get there on time. They're be. like, oh, great. I said, but I just wanted to pad you to create, to give you enough time to create a backup plan for right. me being late. Right. You know, and I often, like most of my jobs, we all schedule to be there 10 to 15 minutes before our start time anyway. You know, but it is what it is. So I would just much rather pad that timing and being like, hey, I want to, let's say I'm going to be there at this time because I know this time is crazier for me. Or I, if I, there's a group of us going in, we'll all touch base and be like, hey, I live the furthest away or the trains are really bad or like it's very icy right now. So like whoever is closest, don't wait for us. Go ahead and start. Right. We will be there soon. Like you just want to. There's a professional courtesy to being on time. And if you are late, own up to it right mm -hmm. away. Like, don't don't play coy about it. Being late happens. No one wants to be late, but you should also not have the reputation of being chronically late because it is a no. it's so cliche, but it's very true. Time is money. Yeah. And. A perfect example of the meeting we were paid. I was being paid starting at 12 o'clock mm -hmm. for this hour meeting. Granted, it only turned into a 30 minute meeting, but I was still paid for an hour. Right. And I th she was a well, well aware of that and it was perfectly fine. But not every, and granted there was three of us being paid for that. So like that probably didn't come but out not, to a couple hundred dollars. But not everyone would be okay if exactly. someone scheduled this meeting. So you're being paid at 12 instead of one as your start time and the meeting didn't end up happening or especially she the, she was a person like i said this is a, a request from her so she's the one paying for this program but a lot of times it'll be you know someone lower down the totem pole that's scheduling the meeting but someone higher up the totem pole that's paying for the meeting right. and they don't like to hear that like we were saying earlier in the episode like money being wasted because somebody didn't do their job efficiently yep. professionally it just it it will bite you in the butt very, very much so. Um, yeah. And it's something that young professionals have to learn. I had that actually had that conversation with my high school kids this week about arriving to school on time. And I, I was that kid. I thought that what you did in, in school would be different when you become an adult. It's not those same habits you had as a child. Yeah. You have it as an adult and they're much harder to break. Yeah, definitely. So my tip be on time, be a professional.
Um, mine would be, I, re- I read an article um, earlier today, actually, it was, it was Dance Teacher Magazine or something, and it was like the 15, 15 reasons why dance educators should still take class. And one mm. of the reasons, and this really resonated with me, was remind yourself how talented you are. And I think regardless of taking class or not, I think taking class is a wonderful way to dance for yourself mm-hmm. and remind yourself that you can do this and you're actually really good at it. Um, but even if you can't get to class, just remind yourself that you're really talented because I've definitely had those days lately. I know that plenty of other people have had them when you don't book the gig or yeah. you have the gig, you have the job, you're teaching or you're choreographing or you're dancing and you don't have a good day or a good yeah. two days and things seem to not a be going the outside world, even if to your boss, it's like, no, this is fine. This is totally fine. You just feel in your soul. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm not good at this. Like I have definitely had one or two of those days this year being at a new school, basically starting over. I've definitely had those days of like, I don't know if I can do this. Maybe I'm not good at my job, but remembering like you booked this job Mm -hmm. for a reason, you are really talented in what you do or you would not continue continuously working. I think that class is a great way to remind yourself, but regardless, continue to remind yourself that like you deserve whatever job you've booked or currently have because you are talented. Oh yeah. And I would even say sometimes like go so far as like record yourself in class with your students mm-hmm. or, you know, post some of your let favorite me, choreography. Let me tell you something. Like, I have, sometimes you just need, you need to boost yourself re- as much yes. as you boost your students. I recently recorded, I recently recorded a bunch of my classes and it wasn't for social media or anything like that. It was for an internal thing that I had to do. Um, you know, at some points everyone has to record themselves teaching yeah. and I hate it. And always I felt like it was okay. I was like, still, I was like, man, like there's, I'm going to go back and watch it. It wasn't a terrible day, but like, it's not great. And like, I feel like they're going to watch it and they're just going to be like, Danielle, like, like, you know, I thought you were better than this. And I went back and I watched it and I was like, oh yeah. That class actually went really well. They were all listening. They were all quiet. They Mm -hmm. all did the activities. They answered the questions. They all participated in the dance combination. Okay, it wasn't as bad as I internalized because a lot of it is how you're feeling and not what is actually happening. Which is you, again, you need to boost yourself up as much as you boost up your students. Yeah. And you also just need, you need a good community to be like, this is not bad. Yeah. Like there's uh, like, I always remember there's this one video of me tapping one of my students last year and it was at a school that like we did not end on good terms. It not the principal and I still do not deal with each other quite well to this day. And I just remember looking at this tap video being like, is that it, like, is he even good? Was this a waste of time to post it? Cause we posted it's on the PYT Instagram yeah. and literally one of my friends was like, who is a tap dancer who I have numerous respect for. She's an NYU professor and all this other kind of crazy stuff. She was like, how did you teach a child that's never tapped before? You know, like, uh, what, what I, I think we're doing, um, single foot pullbacks. Mm-hmm. She was like, how that's really hard to teach. I've never been able to pull that off. And I'm like, Oh, this is a compliment. When I felt I was doing terrible. Yeah. And sometimes so you, like, need that. you need that. And you sometimes. need to like remind yourself, like you're really good at what you do and you deserve yes. to be in the spot you're in. And don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Yeah, because sometimes it's just it's just you and the voices in your head. Yep. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode. 
but we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. Episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. You can find us on at PYT on all the social medias. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher. Hey,